Welcome once again to the Irish NFL show. I'm Mark Cockrell, Mark Robson Cockrell, brought to you in association with Brian Jerome O'Leary. And Robson and Jerome are going to bring you our Unchained Melody on the Thursday night football preview. Brian, singing voice in good form, I hope. I mean, good, Nick Mark. You say Robson, I think of Brian Robson, the great legend of Manchester United from the 80s to 90s. Maybe it's uh, he's retired since. Maybe it's time for the Rams to retire on this season. It looks that way, the way things have played out for them. It's probably been the worst, uh, I suppose, return from a Super Bowl champion quite some time in terms of how many games they've won and how disappointing the season has been for this team. Yeah, we, we'd have to go back as far as the 99 Broncos after John Elway's retirement, going 6-10. and 10. And, of course, tonight, uh, with the Raiders going into the Rams, the Rams can equal at least the 10 losses with still a few more games to make it even worse on the season. Um, Brian, I mean, look, the big macro story around this is the Rams finally, sorry, the Raiders finally are returning to uh, L.A., uh, not in their normal capacity as they were before, but uh, this is going to be dominated by the silver and black tonight. So far, it's going to be an away game for the Rams at best. We spoke about throughout the course of the season, the amount of teams that go into SoFi, go into LA and have significant fan base there, signing count for the home teams. But it's going to be the same tonight, and more so than ever, as you said, with the, probably the exception of 49ers, what we saw last year in the two games. This is probably the team which will be most traveling support into LA. We had Michael Lombardi on this week. Obviously, his son is the offensive coordinator. And we asked him the question whether this team could potentially go on a run. So many missed opportunities in the season, losing games to late scores, one score games, not putting teams away. But they've got it right over the past few weeks, two games in overtime in which they won in Denver, in Seattle, found a way again to win last weekend in a divisional rival game against the Chargers, gone for four in a row. And they've got very winnable games ahead of them. This is a, whilst it's not a big game for the Rams, it's a significant game in terms of the AFC wildcard race. 100% Brian those 2 and 7 Raiders are now the 5 and 7 Raiders and they're looking up at the Jets sitting at 7 and 5 in the 7th uh playoff spot and the third wild card spot but those Jets of course have the Bills this weekend and whilst the, you know they've beaten the Bills once but lightning maybe they won't strike twice and the Raiders could be looking at a remarkable uh comeback to do that though they've got to get past the Rams and you kind of alluded to Retirement, a lot of words about people potentially retiring last offseason, potentially they wish they had retired. This Rams team will be without Aaron Donald again out for only the second game, last week being the first of his career with injury. They are, of course, without Matthew Stafford. But Brian, at quarterback, they've got a veritable selection ahead of them. You've got John uh, Wofford, obviously, but you now have the former number one pick, Brett Baker Mayfield, who they just picked up midweek. I mean, surely they can't start him on little to no preparation and engrossment in the playbook. It has been suggested throughout the course of the week. So just to go back a couple of days, he was released by the Panthers on Monday. The waiver wire hit uh, early evening for us on Tuesday, picked up by the Rams. Um, a lot of people felt he might have been picked up by the 49ers. However, the Rams were higher up the waiver wire, so obviously they got forced option on him. They've taken him. Um, it's a bit of an unusual move. Um, we, we spoke about it on our live show on Tuesday night. You know, the, we gathered some thoughts across the board. We all felt there was a bit of an unusual move. Bearing in mind where they are, bearing in mind that they've no number one pick next year, they are kind of in a quandary in terms of what they're going to do. Matthew Stafford, for me, is still the long-term solution there. They've invested in him heavily after last 
year's Super Bowl in the off season. He's had a, a struggling arm issue, which has never gone away this season. You would expect to give him time off. He'll be back next year. And they've had a quarterback in Watford that once they've been losing games, he's played reasonably well. Like they lost to a last, sorry, a very late touchdown last weekend against the Seahawks. They ran them very close. He played reasonably well. We've seen a, a bit of him that he can he can manage games. So it's a bit surprising. I would expect him to start tonight. I can't see any scenario where Baker Mayfield can be signed for a team on a Tuesday and within 48 hours going up against and going up against a team that right now is striking form. They're, you know, with the Raiders, their front seven's playing really well. It's allowing for Crosby and Jones to get sacks. And he's not going to really, surely he's not going to understand this offence within within a two-day period. I would be very surprised to see him start. Yeah. Um, Phil Jates was reporting that the Rams were the only team that put in a claim for Baker Mayfield. I mean, maybe that is a report that turns out to be true or not, but like that's what, what is coming out or being issued at the moment. Um it is fascinating. Obviously, the Raiders situation is also fascinating. For a team that started with record throwing away of leads, unable to finish a game, throwing away back-to-back 17-point -back leads, um, the offensive line still didn't seem fixed. The front seven, with their expensive acquisitions and with uh, the talent they've got there, especially with Max Crosby, were just not firing and performing. They are turning around their season. I mean, they're not blowing teams out. It still seems very tight. It still seems very laborious at times. But as you alluded to, the defense is getting, you know, better. They 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 were quite porous earlier on, but they've had a couple of good games, obviously. Maybe not against the most high-piled of offenses, but performance against Seattle that's put points on a lot of teams was was very notable, I would say. And that offense, um, we alluded to it earlier in the week, is clicking because they've just simplified it down. It's just hand the ball off to Josh Jacobs and throw the ball to Devontae Adams. They're pulling up the numbers, they're pulling up the yards, and by God, Brian, they're pulling in the touchdowns as well. Yeah, but Devontae Adams, you're right, I mean, the strategy has been scaled down. There was too many different players. It was varied in terms of the offense earlier in the season. A part of that, I would say, was down to the fact that teams were doubling up on Devontae Adams and it was taking time for him to readjust to the to the change. But over the course of the last few weeks, in particular last week's game, I mean, we're seeing flea flickers two weeks in a row. You don't see many teams try a flea flicker once in the season, but for them to do it two games in a row and be successful in two games, uh, one underrated, under, underrated wide receiver for them this year has been Matt Collins. Bearing in mind the injuries in which they've had to, to Waller, to Renfro, he's played really well. And he's another he's another opportunity there, another army for, for Derek Carr. I also feel Derek Carr has improved his, his decision-making. We saw earlier in the season he was throwing needless interceptions. I feel he, he's really improved. But you're right, like it's all, it all goes through Josh Jacobs. He had 303 yards for the three touchdowns two weeks ago, which was the ninth best in the NFL history, the best in Raiders history in Seattle and he did he had similar numbers last week he wasn't at that level but in a game that they needed to win last weekend it was another dominating performance in the run game and you can only see it one way you can only see him continue his great vein of form rich vein of form and putting putting a marker down tonight again against the Rams defense which as you alluded to is missing players players are out injured across the board both offensively and defensively but defensively they are missing players and you would expect the Raiders if they're Heads are switched on and they're really fully focused on the game. You know, we've seen games slip before where teams start to look a little bit further down the field and here's what's coming up with it there. If they play like the way they've played the last few weeks, they should should win this game comfortably. Yeah, and you allude to the flea flickers. You're absolutely right. Mac Hollins, you called out, caught one of them, 36 yards at Seattle for a touchdown. Adams got one against the Chargers for 45. McDaniels was actually asked about that. And he said, look, as far as he's concerned, the flea flicker is just a play action pass. 
he used it quite a lot, obviously, in the offensive scheme in New England. But he said, look, it's a it's just a fake process. It's a play action. It's just a different way of getting it back to the quarterback. I do wonder, and I did see this during, um, I think it was last week, a college team ran a play with a fake flea flicker. The running back faked throwing it back to the quarterback and then promptly ran through the line. First time I've ever seen that. And again, those uh, NFL coaches that are watching these things, particularly if people are keying in on the Raiders running a play action pass, you know, you never know if, if McDaniels calls that this evening, I'm taking credit for it now, Brian. Um, in terms of matchups, I just want to call out as well. We're talking about Devontae Adams. He is on a tear. He is um, unbelievably impressive, leading the receiving charts for the NFL. Um, that whole narrative during the offseason about connecting with his old college uh, quarterback, bit of a slower start to the season. I mean, it is coming to fruition now, and the Raiders are bearing the fruit of that investment, to be sure. But tonight, Brian, he he has a, a matchup with uh, – one Mr. Jalen Ramsey, who has blown hot and cold at times in, in matchups this season. But that's certainly worth getting your popcorn for, isn't it? I would expect a feisty affair there. Plenty of uh, back and forth chit-chat. It'd be interesting to see how many flags are thrown for uh, silliness between both of them throughout the game. We saw Devontae Adams get uh, pulled for one there recently in, in Denver, where he was kind of alluding to how he was dominating Patrick Sertain, who was a great cornerback in his own right in his second year in the league. And you would expect Jalen Ramsey to be trying to get in his face tonight, trying to cause a little bit of rumpus, try to draw flags from the referees. We saw him last week, last week again, being very emotional on the sideline towards the end of the game. He was rallying this, these, um, the Rams' defence to one more stop to allow them to win that game against Seattle. It did not materialise, but they played a lot better last week. Look, on his day, he's, he's fantastic. We saw him firsthand in the Super Bowl when we were in so far, and, and he got burnt a couple of times in that game. But when it, when it needed the most, he stepped up and made some big plays. And he will, he will be up against it tonight with Devontae Adams, who has rebounded really well, as I said, to a slow start the season like last week in particular. Um, eight receptions, 177 yards, two touchdowns. I think he had two touchdowns the previous week in, in Denver. And you you called it a Monday show. We've spoken about um, Tariq Hill this year, you know, and if when Devontae Adams is on his game, he, he is up there with, with the best in the league. It'd be interesting to see how that goes tonight. But do we find a situation where they all focus on Devontae Adams and allow him for the likes of the players to get involved? And, you know, we've seen Moreau, the uh, tight end, get very involved recently. He had that great touchdown in the last minute in Seattle. He's he stepped in well for Waller. They've got other players there that can that can step in. Obviously, Adams and Jacobs are getting all the uh, exposure at the moment, but there is other players there that can help this Raiders team to keep the show on the road offensively. Absolutely, Brian. As I said, that, that offensive line has tightened up and improved uh, as the season has gone on, which is... Uh, a uh, very welcome sight, obviously, for Raiders fans there. Um, it's interesting, obviously, I alluded to, I mean, the, the Raiders have played in LA before when they play against the Chargers every year, but this is their first time at SoFi against the Rams, who arguably have a far bigger base than the Chargers. So it's that, you know, who really owns SoCal? And like I say, I think uh, it's going to be pretty clear uh, tonight that the Raiders are going to own it. Raiders fans will have circled this heavily on their... Uh, calendars earlier in the season and we fully expect to see silver and black uh domination we're running through the game i mean silver and black domination on the scoreboard as well where's your prediction going on it right yeah Mark. i mean it's a ten or two teams at this stage of the season the rams can't get the season over quickly enough you know they've it's just interesting where sean mcfay's head is at, at the end of the season 
unless the Raiders come, as I said, thinking further down the field as this is a gimme game and they have it, because um, we've seen the NFL many a time, we've seen this season, the Bucks going to, uh, into Pittsburgh, that's one prime example, we've seen the Panthers turn over the Bucks, we've seen other teams cause shocks. I don't see it, I think the Raiders right now have got the bit between the teeth, and they lost six games by one score this year, this really should be a team that's certainly in the wildcard positions right now, instead of chasing and trying to make it in. But they did chase it last year, and they made it in at the end. It could, it could come good again for them this season. I see a Raiders strong offensive performance. I see the Rams, unfortunately, not being able to withstand this offence from a defensive perspective. I can't see the Rams being in the position to keep up the scoring, bearing in mind the amount of players in which they're, they're missing on offence as well. Robinson, the big free agent acquisition from the Bears, he's out for the season. Obviously, Cooper Cup is out for the season. Matthew Stafford is out for the season. It's, it's very difficult. I could see them hanging in the game maybe to half time, but come, come the second half, I think the Raiders will, will pull away and win this game easily. Not easily, comfortably. Uh, absolutely. Um, look, it's it's interesting. The Raiders have um, reliant very much on a few big name, big time players. That was the formula the Rams had last season. They were relying upon their big names to uh, pull them through when it really mattered, and they were. The reality is you look at these teams – Max Crosby is on a good, you know, another lovely run. Actually, in away games, I think he's got a sack and a half in the last three away games. So he's looking to continue that run. Um, and Devontae Adams, we've given him enough credit. He also always um, turns up for primetime games, Brian. He's got an opportunity tonight to be only the seventh player in NFL history to get more than 30 receiving touchdowns on a primetime game. I back him to get there. I actually back the Raiders. If you look at the points they've scored, they're averaging 24.3, and I think the Rams are giving up 24.0 per game. So let's say they're going to score 24 points, uh, which seems logical in that matchup. Um, I don't see the Rams being able to get more than 24 points back the other way, especially not with their noted struggles. On offense, they still do have a few weapons. Tyler Higby's having a lovely season for them. In fact, he's their leading receiver. But once you're saying... Tyler Higby is your leading receiver. I think you've identified a lot of the problems of your offensive scheme because he's a very good complementary part, a bit like Moreau or even Waller that you alluded to, Brian, not the focal point of it. Um, the quarterback carousel might be interesting to watch. I think we'll all tune in to see if Baker Mayfield starts. We might tune in and enjoy some of the fireworks between uh, Jalen Ramsey and uh, Devontae Adams. But like you, I can only see this going one direction, and that is for the Las Vegas Raiders to have a very enjoyable trip to Los Angeles this evening. Um, with that being said, obviously, this is just a brief um, uh, appetizer, an amniscule, if you like, uh, for the main course to follow later on. Callie Ryan will be in the hot seat hosting uh, Colm and Brian tonight for the full live show breakdown, previewing all of Sunday's games. As always, we're brought to you in association with our partners at Cassidy Travel. Uh, and this evening as well, actually after our live show, we have a special interview going behind the scenes of how uh, the NFL sports betting world comes together uh, with Christoph Pink from PointsBet joining us uh, for a special interview at the end of Thursday night's preview show. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, hope this has given you a, just a little bit of a taster for the fun and games tonight, both uh, with the Irish NFL show and, of course, on the field between the Raiders and the Rams. Brian, any final words, uh, maybe a lyric or two or a bar or two of uh, I Believe? 
No, Mark, I'll leave that to you. What I would say is, uh, we, this is, as you said, it's only the appetizer. It's the first game of week 14. A lot of divisional games this weekend, a lot of key matchups in terms of who's going to make the playoffs. So hopefully, yeah, people get time to tune into to the live show this evening, if not, pick it up on the podcast tomorrow, where we will split it out into different segments and people can get a, a feel for their own team and some various games within their divisions that they're keen to see what our thoughts are and what our picks are. But for now, no, this is, look, again, it's an interesting game. Looking forward to seeing what the Raiders' offense can do tonight. But thanks again uh, for this uh, preview, Mark. Yeah, from Robson and Jerome, it's goodbye. You get the full boy band tonight. Take care, everyone. <laughs>